0: hello
1: and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and stout the wait is over ladies and germs we are here it is week one how are we rocky how, how are you feeling excited we're in the promised
2: land at last it's been a long summer it has it has I'm mean, not. It's been busy enough. There's that awful stretch around July where there is nothing happening. You know, your post draft, post free agency, pre training camp. That's the roughest spot. Um, but we're we're through it. We're through the the drought, and we're at the lovely, tasty oasis.
1: We've 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 negated the hardship. I think uh, it's fair to say. In terms of the layout uh, for the show, it's 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 kind of a bridge show as opposed to the norms, which would include kind of a recap of the scores, fifth and goal, punter on the field. We're very much just going to have a quick debate around kind of a more of a preview around kind of sides to make the playoffs, and then we're also going to give you the week one previews with probably a little bit more depth than we typically do, but don't be expecting kind of. ESPN level work to be fair um, expect more budget. of a yeah.
2: lazy uh, dull merchant level of work
1: say say laissez faire makes it sound more sophisticated
2: yeah it's that
1: which translates as let the boys play
2: right so, wh- so how are we kicking off Rocky
1: I think you've a, a semblance of a debate well
2: I'm glad you asked, You'd like to. because as we know every year, it's been a trend in the NFL that we've seen um, where four teams from last year's playoffs tend to miss the the incoming year's playoff and are replaced by four new teams. So I thought myself and yourself might muse on which teams that made the playoffs last year might make or miss out on this year's and who they'll be replaced by. And I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna let you take the uh the reins on this first.
1: Okay, embarrass myself and then you can swoop in with the superior knowledge. Um well, in terms of sides to miss the playoffs, I'm going to park the AFC because that's the more difficult of the two. Um I'm gonna go for the low hanging fruit to begin with. That's probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very low, very low um, hanging. Obviously defeated by Dallas you're expect them to miss. their scope that the next two sides have kind of a, a, a down year and um, they kind of shocked us all last year and that would be the Giants and the Seahawks. Um, we're high on both. I think they both have low floors and high ceilings. Um, and then the cantankerous in me would also say that the Vikings are also a possibility I do just think though that the division is kinda of so weak I think they'll they'll likely scrape on through. If I was to pick aside from the AFC you gotta feel that maybe the Chargers um are always a possibility. Obviously coming from a phenomenal division it's it's likely that the division will always kind of with one side always guaranteed almost at the stage in the Chiefs so mm. there's always scope that a side can miss out from that division you look at the other side in, in the AFC you're expecting Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence to, to continue much division. the same as yeah. the show at the back end of the season um, Buffalo Miami you gotta I hope are gonna continue more, more or less in the same vein as are Baltimore and Cincy So, from the AFC, it's very hard. From the NFC, there's a few sides you can see dropping off. You can definitely see Tampa. Um, And then you could take any two of the three of Vikings, Giants, and Seahawks. It's also unlikely as well, too, just to point out that it's unlikely we want to have three sides coming out of the division in repeat years in the NFC East. So, I do think it's unlikely we want to see Philly, Dallas, and the Giants come out of the NFC East. I think the NFC East is very much up for grabs. Uh, especially in, in position two, as we discussed last.
2: So week. your four teams are Tampa Giants,
1: Tampa Giants. I think Seattle might have a down year, and uh, the Chargers.
2: Okay, if there's. Look, obviously, where we've set the precedent, we have to pick four teams here. I think that's there's nothing egregious there. Um, I, you, you have to agree on the low hanging fruit of Tampa. You know, losing Tom Brady. Mm. Um and the, the, the departure of byron leftwich as well as you know having baker at the helm there um i'd certainly have them as one of my four i think minnesota are again you know going 13 and four and having all of those one score games they're bound to you know regress and not have things go their way as much um so i i would have them as my second team I agree the AFC is, is a lot harder to to, to sort of muse and, and predict, you know, who's going to have a bad year. So I think I would lean 3 te- teams in the NFC. So I'd pick my third team falling out as probably probably the Giants. I actually like Seattle's chances this year. I think they're going to get to the playoffs again. Fair. Um I think uh, we I think we've we've recognized that The giants had a good season last year and in no small part to to brian dable um now whether coaching alone can can get them to the playoffs two years in a row i i don't think they have as good a roster as philly or dallas better certainly so of course they could but i i don't think they have as good a roster as the upper echelon of the nfc um of looking across to the AFC, you know, we had Kansas, Buffalo, Cincy, Jacksonville, the Chargers, Baltimore, Miami. Tough I'm gonna, I guess the low hanging fruit there is Miami. You're maybe casting a bit of dispersion on, on Tua and his status. But also they got in as the mm-hmm. seventh seed. Um that division is a bit of a Yeah, you know, a bit of a hot potato I have a I have a bet and slip in my wallet now for Miami to win the division. But I, I couldn't be too surprised if they came behind the Jets and the and the Bills. And I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that Bill Belichick, you know, surprises and, you know, comes or has a better year than is expecting. So I would probably um pick the Miami. Dolphins to fall out of the playoffs on the AFC teams. So I think that'll be my four teams. Tampa, Fair. Giants, Vikings in the NFC and the Dolphins in the AFC. Fair. And now who do we think is gonna replace those or fill those vacancies? I'm I think this is actually probably a, a harder say. question.
1: I actually think it it it's Easier if you don't try and make it make sense. So, (laughs) I've obviously gone with three NFC teams and one AFC team is going to slide out. You've gone somewhat similar. For me, now look, I'd preface this because these are four teams that we think could all miss the playoffs. I would have four teams that I believe could actually make the playoffs, but they are two from each um, conference. Yeah, that's fine. So, I have two AFC teams. And two nfc teams uh i'll start first with the nfc because his favorite i think the lions i, I can really see them I, I obviously spoke highly of them during the previews I a massive kind of horn as the, as the fella says <laughs> for the lions and i think how rude has been a kind of a shift of power in the division and um, so i definitely all aboard the lions train and then process elimination we know Tampa's going to be much more uh, weakened so I do think the Saints are going to slide in um, so those are the two sides I can see making the playoffs from the NFC and then from the AFC it will be ludicrous not to at least acknowledge the fact that the Giants could potentially make the playoffs I'm um, not fully convinced but there's enough pieces there in Dalvin Cook and, and Aaron Rodgers his supporting cast. I know the lines. Oh, the Jets! The sorry, Li- you said Lions, the Giants. <L-I-N-S-2> I said the Giants today. I meant the Jets. Uh, Just
2: clearing that up for our loyal lawyers, I this, listeners.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah I, I think the Jets is a, is a possibility. I also believe the Titans are mm. a possibility. Mm. Debateable with Ryan Tannehill going massively against the grain but I just think as we discussed in the, in the previews there's two dominant sides in that division there's two very weak sides remaining in the division and I think there's scope that they can go through as a second seed I don't think they're going to knock Jacksonville off but if the AFC East kind of eats itself up and they all take wins off each other I think there's a chance there that the second seed from the AFC South could make the playoffs okay we made four.
2: I like it. I like it. Um, I'm looking at the NFC teams here, who didn't make the playoffs this year or last year, I should say. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm gonna try and just kind of try and rile you up and choose something that you didn't choose. But it's actually very slim pickings. Um, obviously the Seahawks and 49ers made it last year. I don't think you can pick the Rams or Cardinals to make it this year. You know, the Rams have a a 53-man roster that's half filled with rookies, nearly. And the Cardinals are what they are, Jonathan Gannon. Oh, don't get me started on that uh, motivational. How did get you get here, there, did you drive? Um, I drove. Uh, I, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, the, the Bucs aren't going to get there, so a logical place would be, you know, whoever we have taken that division. I'll slot the Falcons in here just to uh, get a bit of friction going between us. Um, I think I did have the Saints winning the division, but it, to me, it's a toss-up between those three teams. Um, I'm going to give it to the Falcons here. And the Lions are the obvious one sure. from the NFC North. Um, but I am going to throw out a bit of a wild card there. I'm going to say the, the Packers. The Packers show up in surprise. And... Um, Everybody, including me, um, I think Jordan Love will look a little themselves. bit better. You s- say says what?
1: Including themselves.
2: Including themselves.
1: You said show up and su- you said show up and surprise everybody, and I said including themselves.
2: Yeah, I I think Jordan Love will surprise people. I think the defense can still be very good. They've got two good running backs. You know, Christian Watson could be a, a very good wide receiver. Um, you know the O line is is good, so w- we'll see. I do think the Lions are a better team. I'm just trying to be controversial. Seems to work for Fair. plenty of American pundits. Um, and the AFC, the AFC is easier, not because the, the disparity of the quality of teams is is greater, but because. There's so much talent in these teams that you can make an argument mm. for as you did the titans um or um you know any of these teams, like for example, I'm gonna put the Steelers in. I think the Steelers are making the playoffs this year in the a f c what are they replace the- I think there was
1: another team I think there was another team in that division I kinda I kind of wanted to say, but I didn't say.
2: No, we're going to banish the bad man to a uh, to a uh, f- being forgotten to, in history. Um but but I co- I wouldn't disagree with you. It's a good team, the Browns. Uh my pick is the Steelers. Um and if I'm going to pick uh a second team from the AFC, uh I won't go with the Jets because you did, and I think I'll actually predict all four AFC North teams making the playoffs I think the mm-hmm. division top to bottom is probably the most competitive in the league um, we'll obviously need to see a lot of splits in interdivisional games to for this to happen but I, I don't I don't think it's it's outlandish we saw it at, I think two or three years ago when we thought the NFC West all of those teams were going to make the playoffs but uh, it didn't happen so I think this could be the first year where it happens such is my prediction
1: yeah fair Um, yeah Look, that was just a quick debate to get us rolling and I suppose now it's what everyone cares about it's the week one previews. so I think it's us yourself to deputise with the first game of the season yeah
2: I'm going to touch on the kickoff the murky event the lions at the chiefs i thought this was a kind of an odd opening game for a season you know it's it's not a super bowl rematch you know the lions weren't a playoff team i know there's a huge amount of hype around them dan campbell's this larger than life figure and they've kind of gone overgone this transformation but even still um but not unwelcome I think this is going to be a good game the Chiefs are six point favourites I think maybe the biggest drama surrounding this game is that it looks like Chris Jones is not going to play he's still holding out Um, as a result of a I'm going to cut across you oh
1: breaking no Travis Kelsey hyperextends knee questionable
2: oh lord well that's not good Um, I think Lions fans were breathing collective sighs of relief when they saw Chris Jones wasn't practicing this week and for Travis Kelsey to you know even if he does play the game it's unlikely he'll be at 100% he'll probably be on a load management snap count Um, at the end of the day the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and it's hard to bet against that but that 6 point, plus 6 points for Detroit is looking tastier and tastier I have to say the over is 53 and a half so it's going to be a high scoring affair um, I think this is I think this is a good game to open the season with I think it's going to get people excited we're going to see Dan Campbell we're going to see well we're not going to see Jameson Williams but we're going to see some of the other pieces on Detroit Um, Some of the additions they made, made a revamped secondary. Um, Jameer Gibbs, which got a lot of off-season and training camp hype. I think a lot of people, particularly fantasy players, are excited to see how he performs. Um, A potential offensive rookie of the year candidate. So, a good game all in all, I believe a good time will be Um, had by all
1: back to chiefs all the same Um,
2: are you going to stay up for it?
1: no fair enough Um, sounds very poor but uh, you know I'll catch the highlights the next day employment is a cruel cruel mistress
2: be responsible kids
1: yeah what can I say Uh, I've come boring in my old age Uh, he says that but handsome like a 52 year old (laughs) yeah I suppose moving on though it's the crux of the show what's better than Red Zone on Sunday Um, first picture I have for this week to discuss with you Panthers at Falcons uh, 6pm Irish time in terms of notable emissions for the Panthers they're, they're down quite a few but I suppose two just to kind of Run through which you kind of mean from a fantasy standpoint. DJ Shark is questionable, that is undisclosed. The reason and Miles Sanders is questionable with a groin issue. They obviously two kind of big pickups in recent years. Um, and also, if you're struggling for kicker, Eddie Pinheiro looks like also missing with again a groin injury. A lot of groin issue, issues in Carolina for the Falcons a few maybe uh, the Sean
2: had a stay (laughs) over
1: no no Uh, a few noble missions none so more so than Cordell Patterson who is questionable with a kind of a soft tissue issue he did not practice on yesterday and look it's, it's an undisclosed issue as well so look Hopefully we'll see Cordell Parson because he's a big fancy. Well, he has been in previous years, but uh, mm, big yeah, fan for me. Difficult, difficult to make a deciding factor on this. Obviously, you're assuming that the Falcons will be starting with Desmond Ritter, uh, and we didn't see a huge amount from him. Um, but yeah, look, Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter, it's an interesting matchup. Um, Watching on red zone I wouldn't single this fixture out on it in it's on it's own effectively so yeah I'm probably going to back personal bias Carolina no real logic behind it just bias
2: Um, yeah I, this is probably week one talking but I'm actually excited for this game I think it's you know the result of this it it will have its ripples on how the NFC South shakes out. Um whoever wins this game gets off to a, a very strong early lead in the division. It's the only interdivisional game. Or intra divisional I should say. Um I think the Panthers are three and a half point underdogs. I'm actually siding with the Falcons here. That's that's who I'm gonna be taking to win this game. Yeah, granted, Ritter is is shaky, but I think the rest of the team all around him is, you know, fine to good. Um, the next next game we'll we'll have a wee chat about is the biggest spread of the week, and for a number of weeks, I think is the Texans at Baltimore. Um, I think we saw a bit of C.J. Stroud in the preseason he was a bit shaky but it didn't take long for D'Amico Ryans to name him the week one starter um, and of course the Ravens I thought this happened either last year or the year before but they've had a slew of, of injuries particularly um, we saw Marilyn Humphries, um I can't remember the nature of his, his injury but I think he's out for a number of weeks um, I think even still the disparity between the talent of the teams um, justifies the spread. John Harbaugh on one side, and while people expect Amico Rines to be a good coach, he's, he's unproven. And of course, you've got the, the rookie CJ Stroud, who was a bit shaky. Um, have you got any um, notable um, omissions or, or absences, injuries looming? I'm I'm putting you on the spot there, sorry.
1: Not nothing major. Mm, mm, Mark Andrews um, is questionable, but he is expected to return to tra- practice tomorrow. Um, they're not going to push him though, and that, to be honest with you, if he's carrying a niggle, you wouldn't be surprised to see him sit out this fixture. Um, I think this is the perfect but at the mid- fixture. Course.
2: Yeah, to sit him out. Particularly, I think they're going to get a good look at zay flowers and this might be we might see a a very tasty game from zay flowers you know a soft secondary um of the texans and and that lad is shifty he can he zigzags all over the field at will and he can make people miss so i think we could see a really nice game from him if i was into my fantasy i probably would have liked to have him on my team um but i'm gonna take the ravens if i was i'm like we'll probably just look at the the outrights here but that's so widespread, we sort of have to comment on it. I think I would still take the well, Ravens there, minus ten points.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a big uh big piece missing, which I forgot to flag. Uh Scott for the Texans. Scott Quessenberry, um obviously O lineman, has been placed on IR with a turn torn ACL. He started sixteen of seventeen games last year at centre. Um, he's a big miss especially with a rookie quarterback so that could it's knee ACL plus MCL it's a big loss for the Texans as well which doesn't assist
2: yeah I think there's a lot of questions around the Ravens pass rush but there's perhaps even more questions around the Texans O-line so we'll see which of those problems is more glaring but going to take the Ravens anyway
1: even fully strength, full strength Texans can be back in the Ravens. Uh, next up, the Ohio Derby: um, Cincy versus the Browns. Big news this week is Joe Burrow has been upgraded from out to questionable. Um, I suppose per Ian rapport, uh or sorry rapport. All signs point that Joe Burrow will be suiting up in week one versus the Browns. Um, Not too many other notable omissions from the Cincy side of the ball. And then the big omission on the Browns, potential omission anyway, is Miles Garrett, who is questionable. Um, With a foot injury in terms of outs. There's no, look, there is players... FNE out but there, there's no one of note I'd like to flag with you um, this is a doozy of a game for that early slot window. it is uh, like to back Cincy but we did discuss with, with Cleveland in the previews that we think there's a high ceiling on this team potentially it's kind of been slept on mm. um, maybe for moral and ethical reasons but regardless yeah um so I'm going to back Cincy in this one
2: I think I don't think the Bengals can really even afford to to be precautionary with Joe Burrow this year and, and have him sit. You know, last year uh, the Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson was suspended for more than half the season and they were starting Jacoby Brissett. So you didn't you didn't envisage them having a or you know keeping pace. Um, nor did you with the Steelers. They they were a weaker looking team and Kenny Pickett was a rookie quarterback. Um, so, Joe Burrow coming back from his appendectomy, you know, you still felt that there was a, a relatively high percentage chance for a, a wild card spot at best. Whereas this year, all four AFC North teams are stout looking. Um, so, I'm actually, I'm a little bit afraid for Joe Burrow here. Less so if Miles Garrett doesn't play. Um... I think I would, unfortunately, have to side with the the Badman Browns here. I think I would take them in this fixture. I think, you know, Barrow may not be one hundred percent. I think I I faded him at the start of last year as well when he lost to the Steelers, and I was right then. So I'm gonna do the same now.
1: Well, um, um,
2: yeah. Look, agree, agree, disagree on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's it's a short enough spread, so I don't think we're we're miles apart. Uh, the next game, the Jags travel to Indianapolis and um, to get the race for this division underway. And um, the Jags are five point favorites. Uh, they started last year i think with pretty low odds for their division and the colts at points were favorite for their division and it's it's wild how things can change over a year Um, and now the the colts are potentially in the race for the worst record in the nfl and the Jacksonville jaguars you know not depending on who yes it doesn't matter who you ask they're almost guaranteed that first spot you know well given the 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 competition in division um although there maybe is a argument for the titans but uh five point favorites are the jacksonville jaguars trevor lawrence looks to build on from his his sergeant year last year um anthony richardson is making his debut against you know what might be not a an ferocious, ferocious pass rush by the Jags, but um even still his O line is gonna need to keep him alive. Um I think his accuracy in the preseason wasn't pinpoint. It wasn't awful but um I'm excited to see him Taking his first snaps in the NFL, I think he's he's probably in a tough enough spot in a divisional game. Um, so we'll see how that bodes well. From of course, still no progress on the Jonathan Taylor front. So
1: well, he's on the he's on the PUP list. Oh, that's true. That's not gonna gonna play the first four games anyway. Absolutely. So Uh, someone else just to kind of flag that's always gonna miss the first four games is obviously Jaguars offensive lineman. Cam Robinson, who's been their like primary left tackle since I think he was drafted in two thousand seventeen, he is going to miss the four first four weeks of the campaign due to a PED suspension. So he could potentially be a notable loss to look out for. Um, obviously, left tackle, incredibly important position in the offensive line. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going back to back the Jags as well. Obviously, in this one, it's. it's very few people, even the most staunch Colts man, is going to back the Jags in this. Yeah,
2: way. it's um, it's hard to have a huge amount of confidence in the Colts right now, and I like Anthony Richardson. He seems like an absolute gentleman, and um, of course his athleticism is undeniable. So we'll see how he gets on. Yeah, I just think the team around him is just not that great. I think even their pass rush you know isn't particularly potent so that you know counteracts the loss on the o-line for the jags yeah
1: fair um moving on tampa versus the vikings the buccaneers don't have a great reading uh injury report so Russell Cage or Gage rather is out uh, and in terms of questionable it's kind of all the marquee players they have left remaining pretty much so KJ Briss is questionable Chase Edmonds is questionable Mike Evans is questionable um, as well as uh, Antoine uh, Winfield he's questionable as well for the Vikings the only real questionable one I want to watch out for is obviously TJ Hawkinson who is questionable however that questionable is an illness so it's it's likely he'll be a participant tomorrow Wednesday's the big day for practice and then he'll likely be on track to play week one very difficult Tampa. to gauge the illness. it
2: could be serious could linger you never know
1: yeah but uh, I think I think players tend to, to on look I think we're recording this on Tuesday night Wednesday night is the real night to be tracking kind of injuries to see where players are Wednesday if you train Wednesday is a good chance you're playing um, but yeah I don't think there's much more needs to be said it's going to be an interesting season in Tampa as they look to nail down their starting QB um is going to definitely be uh, Baker Why that kind of escaped me there for for a minute, but uh, yeah, um, it's 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 a meh game. Uh, Kirk, don't expect be surprised if Kirk Cousins goes on fire because it's a 6 6 p.m. game, um, Mm. but not overly uh enthused about uh watching highlights in this one,
2: no, I, I think um. there's not huge hopes for either of these teams so you know if if one of these teams does eventually turn out to surprise people and make a playoff run it will be halfway into the season before that becomes apparent and we might start getting excited for these teams at the moment they're a little bit flat um just to quickly comment on that tj Hawkinson deal that we that would have broken in the last week. What the hell, man? Highest paid tight end. I I disagree with this precedent that's being said. Where just the most recent player needs to have the the highest contract. It's outrageous. I don't see how uh any unless he's a running back. Yeah, unless he's a running back, of course. Unless he's a running back. But it's like when quarterbacks started signing for more than Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't know how a tight end can sign for more than than Travis Kelsey I know it progresses as the salary cap progresses I know it's natural but it's just wild to think about that uh, what you get from Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. you know compared to what he's on and you how that translates to TJ Hawkinson but anyway I do think the Vikings will take this game unless as you say um, you know Baker comes out and really surprises people and then maybe sits for a, a snap and Trask comes in and he's like that one two punch. I think this is the Vikings game. They're six point favorites. I, I don't know why they're six point favorites. I suppose the offense in, in the in Minnesota should be improved from last year. Um even with Dalvin Cook leaving, you know, Alexander Madison is a serviceable back, but they brought in Jordan Addison who has um is is exciting a lot of people in Minnesota. So uh it's a tough one I probably would take i probably take Minnesota just given that Mike Evans is questionable obviously there's a lot of drama around his contract too and he's a big name that's going to be on the uh, or his name is going to be on the trade block uh, you know coming up to the deadline certainly I, I think he's come out and said that this is his last year with Tampa so so we shall see Fair. um um, Unless you have anything to add, yeah. we'll move on to my next game.
1: Yeah, far away.
2: We're gonna move on to the Titans at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are three-point favorites. Um, of course, Derek Kerr the biggest addition. Um, we'll see if you know Michael Thomas comes back. If Chris Olave is going to improve upon his stellar rookie season, um, we're gonna see the return of Ryan Tannehill. We're gonna see the what their O line looks like, whether Derrick Henry is his usual form. uh Traylon Burks, I think. See, I I hold the Titans in high regard, so I'm gonna take the Titans plus three points here. Um, I'm pretty high in the Titans. I think they're not gonna challenge the Jags, but they're gonna have a nicer record than than most people expect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I tend to agree. Look, you, you you just don't know how that Camara suspension is gonna Absolutely. The Saints, uh in terms of notable questionable players, the Swiss Army knife himself, Taysom Hill is questionable but an oblique injury, they tend to be kind of difficult ones to get right, as well as Marshawn Latimar, um, who look is one of my more favorite DBs in the league, um. So yeah, I, t- I tend to lean Titans in this one. Um, I'm just very interested to see how the whole um. D Hop, sign is going to go for Titans. Yeah, geez, of course. I. Pushed him over the Forgot
2: edge. he was on the Titans. Um, but I think their defense mm-hmm. is going to be good, and I think mm-hmm. if Marshawn Lattimore doesn't play. That's a huge loss. I think his the the Saints' defense really took a step when he came back last year.
1: Yeah. Um, fair. Um, I think we're both in agreement on the Titans on that one. Moving on, uh second last of the early kickoff ones, the early slate ones. We have the Forty ers uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um. In terms of outs, doesn't make for fantastic reading. Um, obviously with Nick Bosa holding out with his contract dispute. Bosa. It's never going to see a player out for her.
2: Bosa. Yep, that's a big one. We
1: also have... Yeah, you also have Kittle who's, who's questionable. For the... Steelers, the only one to really watch for me that I worry about is Cam Hayward who is questionable the reason given is not, is, is undisclosed uh, he does have an injury but he's been ha- it's kind of what the actual injury is hasn't been released to the public just yet I think if they hit the ground running and Brock Birdie is who we thought he was I would fancy the 49ers even sans Bosa and Kill um, in this one. Don't be shocked if that Bosa contract dispute goes away fairly lively uh, given how important he is to that side. Uh, we're both relatively high on the Steelers. I know you, you backed them right in the show to, to make the playoffs. I just don't think this is a good starting fixture uh, aside with a bit of angst probably from that M- NFC Championship game over the off-season. I
2: am um, obviously i'm not going to deny the the 49ers are a good team but if you want to play brock purdy you want to play him in his first game back from that nfc championship game when he's been unable to rehab for a good portion of the offseason he should be back to full strength but um i i fancy the Steelers here i think they get off to a strong start um gonna make a name for themselves beaten. What you know? A lot of people have to be the top team in the NFC. Uh, I'm not predicting doom and gloom for San Fran. I just think the Steelers will start strong, and Purdy will have to get back into the swing of things. And DJ Watt, you know, he's going to be causing havoc.
1: Turn name for what?
2: Yep. Uh, gonna move on to a, a less sexy game i suppose um we've got the
1: what a way to round out the early slate <laughs>
2: yes uh, i'm gonna ask you sasquatch do you have a fire in your gut for this
1: game uh, no i got the tram i got the tram today. i, I didn't get the bus or no bus. drive so i got the tram well we've got I the gannon you're exempt from fire in the gut. Take The tram. yeah yeah
2: the gannon-led hmm. cardinals at the washington commanders i suppose in a way it's an interesting matchup we've gone from what was probably last year seen as the most dysfunctional organization i suppose it's the handing of the torch from the commanders to the cardinals the real i was
1: just going to say it's, <laughs> it's a real handing of the torch and i mean if handing of the torch, if Sam Howell versus Joshua Dobbs doesn't scream handing up the torch, I don't know what those um, Gods. Um there's Yeah. Um in terms of questionables and stuff like that from this game, the uh the Cardinals, the big one is obviously Zach Ertz, who's questionable on his return from the ACL MCL. And then for the commanders, there is two key pieces that are questionable. Expected both f- play. Um, scary Terry and Chase Young both questionable. Um, minor off injuries, foot and neck. Um, listed. Yeah, this is. You it's, have to um, watch a full game on the weekend, and you ended up watching this one.
2: Yeah. Never watched again. I'm gonna. I don't think you're expecting much from this game. If you're watching this game, you're probably looking. You're a fan of either of the teams but um, for a neutral person you'd probably only be watching this game to look at a select few players Scary Terry be one of the few players in this matchup that you would watch and of course he's dealing with the turf toe that he sacrificed himself to um, beat the Baltimore Ravens preseason streak so props to Scary Terry for ending their reign of terror but it leaves this game a little bit anemic in terms of um, draw I suppose the car- or the commanders are seven point favorites Um, and I think I think I would have to take the commanders in fact I like that a lot I think the commanders defense should be strong Joshua Dobbs has looked good in relief before but you know he's only been traded here a couple of years or a couple of weeks ago so I, I should say sorry Um, I just don't have confidence in the Cardinals at all
1: That's fair. That is fair. That is very fair. Um yeah, look, I'm gonna back the commanders for this as well. Moving on to the mid-afternoon slate, the first one, uh, fan of the show, friend of the show, uh, Keith. Um it's his beloved Bears against the Packers. It is it's a real interesting matchup, this one. You have obviously the start of the Jordan Love era. You have Justin Fields, who I'm high on, you're maybe not so high on. We're looking for a big jump from him this season. In terms of players to watch out, potential big miss for the Green Bay Packers. Jair Alexander is questionable with a groin issue. And for the Bears, a big signing last year, probably didn't live up to kind of expectations, but Chase Claypool... Claypool also questionable with a hamstring issue no one huge that you're really going to miss um, in terms of reasons for being out maybe Dante Pettis for the Bears but I think they've they've recruited well enough um, whereby they're going to have DJ Moore they have Chase Claypool they have Darnell Mooney I think they have enough pieces to overcome that um, and then as well look Justin Fields does love his tight ends and you've got Robert Tunyon and Cole Kmet. Um, I'm going to back. I'm going to disagree with you in this. I know you're going to probably pick the Packers in this one. I'm, I'm I'm going Bears all the way, bear down.
2: Um, yeah, you are correct. I'm going to go with the Packers here. Um, it's probably a little bit unfair on Justin Fields, but I feel as if my opinion of him is sort of tied to the franchise. I was certainly sort of being more and more impressed as the weeks went on. I was impressed with the the Bears' front office. And then they made a couple of kind of head-scratching decisions uh, like signing, uh, giving a lot of money, not just signing, but giving a lot of money to Tremaine Edmonds, um, to TJ uh, Edwards, I should say. Big fan of him, but a lot of money to those two players combined. And the biggest question mark was trading their second-round pick for Chase Claypool absolute head-scratcher and it it is unfair to justin fields that you know that that reflects on you know my opinion of him even though that's you know ridiculous to say um i do think he's a great runner i'm just not sure you know passing you know it's it's not quite there i think jordan love is going to be maybe not sensational but he's going to be better than a lot of people you know have yeah, it's going to surpass the image people have of him in their head, and I think the the Packers will come out with a win here. It's the narrowest point spread of the week, so it should actually be a close and probably tense game. Again, it's kicking off the race for that division. Fair. The next game is again another intra divisional game, but again probably. Less limelighty is we have the Raiders who are traveling to Denver. Um, the Broncos are three and a half point favorites. I suppose your your big storylines is we're getting to see Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter. We're getting to see Sean Payton making his coaching re-debut. Um, since being traded to the Broncos, um. We're going to see Russell Wilson again. We're going to reboot the whole thing, run it all back, and see what it looks like. Um, of course, we'll get to it later in the season. But um, Sean Payton had a lot of fighting words in the off-season, particularly towards the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. But you know he's not playing the Jets this week. But you know <laughs> you're, you better be sure as hell that he has to he has to come out and okay, back up those words. If he comes out and looks like Nathaniel Hackett did last year, you know, delay of game penalties and the offense not really being able to put anything on the scoreboard, yeah, he's he's digging himself an early
1: hole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just I, 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 I like Payton though. Um, he hasn't got himself in glory this summer, but I do. I did like him before. Um, I'm hoping it's just a, a bump in the road and he does a good job in Denver um, so I'm gonna cautiously back Denver in this one
2: I, I'd agree yeah I, I didn't say but I'd pick Denver as well
1: Fair. Um, moving on our beloved Eagles uh, start their campaign against a side where plenty of history um, two Super Bowls played between both sides one and one um, the New England Patriots in terms of questionable players watch out Fletcher Cox uh, Lannan Dickerson and Hassan Redick for ourselves I'd imagine all will play um, and for the Patriots Mike Gesicki at tight end is questionable with a shoulder injury uh, not going to beat around the bush here I am going to back at Philadelphia victory and I want to see how our I think running back matchup here is interesting, it's obviously interesting to see how Ezekiel Elliott goes for the Patriots and then also the running back by committee, um, the new look with DeAndre Swift, kind of game well Uh, Rashad Penny and Boston Scott as the fourth man in that running back uh, tandem go but yeah, I'm obviously going to lean heavily towards the Eagles in this one
2: yeah, I think that the point you made about the running back by committee, I think that's a good point because I think a lot of fantasy players are wondering what it's going to look like. Uh, what I'm looking for is obviously biased towards the Eagles, but the Patriots have a you know fairly well-known or known-to-be-poor group of receivers. So I'm looking to see Bradbury and Darius Slay have a good game because they were criticized at the tail end of last year so i'd like to see a good game from them um i'd also like to see the d-line for the eagles feast here um you said Fletcher cox is questionable that doesn't particularly worry me he's you know he's at the stage where he's only playing a select few snaps in a rotation i want Jalen carter on the field as much as possible i think the eagles can do some damage here i think the the patriots o-line groups or starting o-line group has been having injury trouble throughout training camp so the continuity mightn't be as strong as it could have been so i'm going to be taking the eagles here four point favorites i'll be slapping that slamming it um moving on to the dolphins at the chargers i did say i had the um the Dolphins as a division winner I'd have bet and slip for them but the more I think about it the more precarious I think it is they're three-point underdogs at the Chargers I think um, I think this is probably the best team Justin Herbert has had and a lot of people sort of give out you know all of this hype he's getting and he's certainly he's gotten to the playoffs but he's not done anything really once he's gotten there he's gotten all the stats the numbers the pizzazz but the results aren't there, so this'll be the year I think the pressure is actually on him. and uh, certainly on his head coach Brandon Staley, who I think will be looking to get out to an early lead. Um obviously Tua is the big question mark on that side of the ball. I think um I'd need to is there any do you have anything there on Christian Wilkins is he playing? Um I know there was a contract dispute. Um
1: he is questionable over the contract dispute
2: okay i i could see him not so, playing yeah i could see him not playing i'm going to give this one to the chargers um if wilkins did play i wouldn't i probably wouldn't swing on it i think this is a, a shootout game so i'm going to take um the chargers mm-hmm. on this one
1: it's going to be a very interesting matchup i'm actually going to lean towards doft Hmm. Uh, I know Jenna Waddle is also questionable, and obviously, look, big, big signing Jen Ramsey is out uh, indefinitely. But I just lost my confidence in the Chargers last year, so for that reason, I'm going to back the Miami Dolphins. Um, moving on, this is a very interesting matchup for me: Seahawks against the Rams. Club. firstly, it's a divisional matchup. It's uh It's it's one where we are not kind of a hundred percent sure where we are on the Rams this season, in terms of notable players to keep an eye on, fantasy favorite Cooper Cup is questionable and considered day to day, and then, for the Seahawks, they they have a lot of injuries, not many. What kind of, peak interest. With the exception of Jamal Adams, who is out for week one. Anyway, he right suffered to a torn quad.
2: Is Jackson um, Smith and Jigbez he cleared for playing week one? I thought I saw some sort of injury concern with him.
1: He's he's questionable. It's a wrist injury, but they reckon he will okay. suit up. He's trending towards playing. So, yeah, those are the key kind of injury information for this game I'm leaning towards Seahawks but I'm not shocked if the Rams do well I think that changes though if Cooper Cup is unable to sit up but I'm leaning Seahawks but I think this is more of a kind toss than many would feel based on last season's performance
2: Yeah look I, I agree I think we did talk up or I did talk up the Seahawks but again I just I wouldn't be surprised if Geno Smith didn't quite get back to his um his early season level last year um, I still think they're a good team around them you know the yeah. team could potentially drag themselves to a, a pretty decent record but for me I think the Rams I'm going to be interested in the Rams for the first few weeks you know they've got a huge you know a percentage of really young players a lot of rookies on the team and like that's a wild card they might be you know god awful trash mm-hmm. or they might be you know you know surprising. You know, get some surprise rookies like you know Tariq Woolen was for Seattle last year. Those types of stories very interesting to watch. Um, I do have the Rams as five point underdogs. Sea Seahawks are five point favorites. So I probably would lean Seahawks just based on the the inexperience of the Rams. One of the younger teams in the league this year. Sure. Um. Yeah. second last um, game we're gonna but interesting matchup it no, is, it uh, is two
1: prime time games
2: yep yeah the two prime time games one obviously myself and yourself have reason to be interested in is the first interdivisional game of the year between the Cowboys who were at the New York Giants Um, obviously Dallas looking for blood this year Mike McCarthy pl- call and plays with Kellen Moore out Brian Schottenheimer in and Dak might have some control of the offense um, Daniel Jones signed his big contract Brian Dable looking to to improve upon last season um, the big things for me are kind of seeing how Brandon Cooks changes the offense for the, the Cowboys um, I think Tony Pollard is a good running back I'm not I don't think you know if there are concerns about his usage and durability we're not going to see them in this game so I'm not too concerned about that I think he will, he'll have a good game so it's Brandon Cooks how he affects the Dallas offense and what Darren Waller looks like and what he does for the Giants and and Jalen Hyatt I should say I think he's, he could be a, a really nice piece for the Giants what Fair. says
0: you?
1: Yeah, um, I struggle with this one. Um, I think I would I take the Giants, the Giants just for the record. Kick off the season, how they? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Giants too. Um, but I'm making a massive assumption that the Giants kind of continue on with the form of last season. It wasn't look It wasn't amazing form. Don't get me wrong, but they did did uh, obviously knock the Vikings out of the playoffs, and they were good enough to do that. I. Yeah, and I'm I'm just never gonna be comfortable backing the Cowboys unless it's blatantly obvious. Um and that's just who I am. Apologies, Dallas fans. But yeah, um I'm back in the Giants too. And to the other side of New York. Obviously look, the this is probably one of the more intriguing pictures because of all the headlines, the offseason headlines. We do have the start of the Aaron Rodgers tenure in New and they face off against the Buffalo Bills in terms of kind of injuries look there is a few that's that's no notable Von Miller is obviously on the PUP list but he, the ACL injury suffered last year so he is going to be out for at least the first four games as is Naeem Hines um, for the Jets uh, see Brees Hall is questionable and um, Very important piece last year. Alan Lazard is questionable. That's a kind of a, it's an A-Rod guy. And then in terms of outs, just quickly running through this. There's a few outs for the Jets, but no one that's going to make or break a performance. It's very interesting how this is going to go. I am trending towards a Buffalo Bills victory. But I do think the Jets might play them close. But uh, there is limitations in their roster, as, as discussed throughout the previews. Despite what you may think.
2: Yeah. Um, what say you? I yeah I think it's it it definitely is an interesting matchup, and um, we're getting to see Aaron Rodgers in uh, Jets green. We're getting to see Josh Allen sort of, you know, he's he's talked about being less of a a hero ball type of player and being more of a a captain, a distributor and a a quarterback, doing less of it himself and spreading it around. We'll see if that actually means anything. Um it is an interesting game. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna side with just the continuity of Alan being, you know, with that team for the last number of years. Mm. Um the only thing that gives me pause is that the Jets nearly made the playoff last year with you know Zach Wilson and Mike White and now they have Aaron Rodgers so like they should have an excellent year but I'm gonna gonna just have to go with the the here. yeah
1: Um, unless we get a massive improvement uh, from Sauce who was incredible last year Um, absolutely but yeah yeah look I think that that takes us through the week one previews so many games um, look by god it's 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 been a stretch uh, and thank god mm. it's here um, hope you enjoy it whether you're watching it game by game whether you're tuning in to Red Zone like the casual fan whether you're playing fantasy with more colleagues or friends enjoy it because it's back and it's back to February Um, but I suppose on that note that is all from me and that's all from me thank you and good night
0: some people in the end zone right Joe? That's exactly right. I mean Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back here. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. No. No. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the play!